I'd buy a chocolate bar. And when I threw the wrapper away, I would hide it in the bin. But because I knew that I was slightly overweight, for me, I wasn't happy. I was hiding it from myself. Losing weight isn't easy. And some days we can feel like we need some extra help. Welcome to the Weight Loss Warrior podcast, the show where we share inspiring real life success stories from normal everyday people like you and I. Listen to how each of our guests managed to overcome their personal challenges to lose the weight they wanted as they talk about the secrets to their success and give great advice that you can benefit from. Become part of our tribe and use the Weight Loss Warrior podcast as your source of motivation and support to help you on your weight loss transformation. And now your host and friend, Carl Radley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the Weight Loss Warrior podcast, the show where we celebrate weight loss success stories from people all over the world. Today, I hope you're doing well. I have an amazing guest, Kath from London, joining me, and she's going to share her story of weight loss success and how that has had an amazing impact on her life. Kath, welcome to the show. Thank you, Carl. I'm so excited to be on. I've listened to you for a while now, so I'm very excited. And I'm really happy to to be able to share your story because, like you say, we you know we've been in touch in the past, and I mean, finally uh, we've we've managed to get this this opportunity <laughs> to talk about your journey. And I, I've got a feeling it's going to be very helpful to a lot of people. So, Kath, I I know a little about you, but I, I think for our audience, and and as you know on the podcast, I always like to find out a bit more about my special guest of the day. So, tell us a bit about yourself. So I'm Kath. I'm 44. I live in London with my partner Stu. Uh, for a day job I'm an office manager and PA Um, I love horror movies all TV YouTube especially uh, wine and food other than that not too exciting (laughs) I think you've ticked a lot of the most important boxes there (laughs) apart from horror I have to say I really not a fan I I literally can't and (laughs) right to the point where my wife she'll quite happily and this is nothing to do with the podcast but I'll tell you anyway she'll quite happily lay in bed on her own middle of the night watching a horror film and yeah. goes turn off the tv when it finishes and go straight to sleep yeah that's me i i, I have to watch if i'm going to watch any horror film it has to be at 10 o'clock in the morning with all the windows <laughs> open the lights on distractions so hopefully by the time it gets to bedtime i've forgotten about it um, uh... yeah strangely enough i can watch any kind of documentary about real life crime as hideous as you want and mm-hmm. it doesn't impact me in the slightest whereas if my wife watches something like that, she'll be locking all the doors and the windows and making me go around, put a baseball yeah. bat under the bed and stuff like that. I'm so. a bit like her. I think when it's a film, it's fine because it's not real. But when it's real, you're like, Ooh, just yeah. don't want to know. I don't know. I think I'm more scared it. of ghosts than I am of, of serial <laughs> killers. But that's just me. I'd really love to know. I mean, first of all, am I right in saying that you've lost nearly two and a half stone? Is it two, two point? Yeah. Yeah. Two that- stone, four, four and a half pound. The half is super important. But yeah. OK, so it's so over two stone. And yeah. so anyway, that's fantastic in itself. And, and congratulations on that. And for the audience and, and myself, can you take us through the timeline and, and maybe how life was before you decided to lose weight? Mm. Is it something that had been on your mind for a long time? Or is it something making you unhappy? Yeah, tick, tick, both of those things. Um, I Growing up, I never had a problem with my weight. I was always really slim as a kid, slim as a teenager. I could eat whatever I wanted. I had no problems. And then when I was 27, I stopped smoking and I allowed myself a stone and a half to put on because I heard that when you stop smoking, you eat everything. And I did. 
and I lost a stone of that with the Rosemary Connolly plan back in the day and uh, the half stone stuck around and then it gradually another little bit went on another little bit went on and because I'm quite curvy I kind of carried it well like nobody ever saw it nobody ever thought anything of it I never really saw it myself and then um, fast forward, I moved in with Stu. Um, I started baking and nesting and we used to drink wine and like we had a great old time. And over that period, a little bit more really came on. And then like everyone, I maintained that weight for a long time. But then like everyone, the pandemic hit and something happened. And I, when everything closed, when all the shops closed and all the takeaway places closed, I kind of panicked a little bit and thought, oh my God, you know. So when everything reopened again, I just went wild. And it was like, there were, every day was a cheat day. The days that I would go into the office, because I'm an office manager, I was there on my own. I had to go in and do glamorous things like turn all the taps on and make sure everything was ticking over in case lockdown ever ended suddenly. And um, the days I was in the office, I was going to a bakery for breakfast Wenzel's we have in the UK and I was getting donuts for breakfast because it was a cheat day and I'd go to McDonald's for lunch because I work in like a a shopping centre and I was just like living my best life doing Joe Wicks every day but the weight was just going on and I always had that thing that if you exercise you'll just lose weight and it, it doesn't quite work that way so I was unhappy for quite a long time but I really noticed it over the last bit of lockdown um, when we went back to work and we had to wear things that weren't elastic anymore. <laughs> yeah, something other than, than jogging bottoms and a, a yeah, hoodie. That was a shock. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I think for so many people. And I, I the, the difficult thing about COVID was that it created situations for everybody that we weren't used to. And it kind of forced our hand. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I've had people on the show who have lost weight during COVID, people mm-hmm. who have gained weight during COVID, people who stayed the same, but but had you know severe mental health issues during COVID as a result of you know the lockdown itself. So mm-hmm. I, I think everyone has their story to tell. But in your case, you still had to go into the office. You, you, you st- <laughs> I laugh when you said, you know, make sure the taps still work and things like that. And <laughs> things you probably didn't, wouldn't, you know, anyone else wouldn't even think about, but just mm-hmm. making sure that it was still operational and it wasn't just a deserted, abandoned space. So yeah. that gave you, I would say, the ability probably to still go out, to still, you know, get nice things from a bakery, have McDonald's mm-hmm. for lunch. And during that time, so would you, you because you've lost two stone four pounds and a half if i got that right yeah (laughs) um during the period after lockdown where you actually you know you said you kind of noticed weight gain Mm. did you gain two stone or was it just part way there or no i gained an extra stone and a bit so i I was always around 11 stone maybe a little under but I, i went up to 12 stone two pounds so I was going up another dress size. I was a 14. I was always a 14 for the last 10, 12 years. And I wasn't happy with being a 14. But I was then, the 14s were getting tight. And there, I was moving into a 16. And I just thought, no, I'm not buying clothes up. I, I want to buy down. <laughs> and that's fair enough. And it's, it's interesting because everybody that I speak to has their own, I'll, I'll say, rule of at what point they felt that something had to be done or how much they wanted to lose and in some cases it can be some people have lost eight nine stone 
for them to get to where they wanted to be happy. Yeah. I'm not going to discredit or take anything away from your journey at all by saying it, but for a lot of people losing two stone would just be the beginning. Yeah. Um, but what I do want to say to that is it just goes to show that for anyone listening, thinking, well, you know, Kath only had to lose two stone to be you know, happy with her weight. That's nothing. Mm. It just goes to show that even just being two stone over your ideal weight or the weight you're happiest at can have mm. a big impact on how you feel about yourself and your confidence. Yeah. And I think as well, because I didn't, for me, I didn't have a load of weight to lose. Like I say, two stones to some people is absolutely nothing to me. When I spoke to you and you said, come on, I was like, I've only lost two stone. And you were like, yeah, but it's not, that's not the point. And for me, it was that it changed everything. That two stone that I could have lost years ago or the or a stone I could have lost years ago. So people now listening to this might think, well, I've got a little bit of extra, but I'm okay. They might look at themselves and think, Do you know, what? I'm actually not okay. I'm I'm really not. When I look at myself, am I really okay? Because for years I wasn't. I just tricked myself into thinking I was because I didn't have to lose that much. So I thought oh, that's okay. It would just it's a little bit, but then the little bit creeps up and up and up and and then you're you're unhappy. And that's when like we always talk about the click. There was a moment where I was like, oh no. <laughs> And it was, yeah, it was one of those moments where I, I had to do something immediately. And, and let's talk about that, if that's okay, Kath. Mm. What was that moment for you when you said, right, enough's enough? It's a silly thing. And I'm sure most people's ones are silly. But for me, um, I go and see my dad. My dad, um, he's, he's, he and his mates go to a little social club. And I go there once every few weeks. And I bought these jeans during lockdown. I, I shopped my feelings and I bought a pair of good American jeans. If anybody knows them, they're like 195 pound jeans. They're expensive jeans. And I felt amazing in them. So I went to see my dad and I put these jeans on and I went to the club, had a drink and I went to the bathroom and they've got a full length mirror in the bathroom. And I was washing my hands and I turned around and I caught myself from behind in these jeans. And I was like, oh my God. I'm massive for me. I'm, I didn't realize I looked that way. And I thought, oh my God. And it was so bad. I didn't even want to go back outside and walk through everybody. And nobody would notice. It was just that all of a sudden I saw myself. And then I started, when I got home, I started scrolling through my Instagram, looking at photos of myself. And I was like, I'm really not happy. Like, how have I let myself get to this point? And the next day, that was a Sunday, the next day I went into work and saw my friend and she could see something wasn't right. And she's like, are you okay? I was like, Jade, I'm so angry. Look at me. Like, what, where did all this weight come from? Like, why have I let myself do? And she's like, oh, stop it. Said, a friend of mine went to Slimming World and she lost like four stone. I was like, right. And I literally sat there in my office, looked up Slimming World, looked at my local Slimming World group, called my consultant whilst all this, this my friend was sitting in my room and I said when's your next session she's like Wednesday 5 30 I was like I'll be there and that was my first day and I haven't looked back since that's amazing and and I mean you've touched on so many important things there I think uh, the, the first being the fact that you, you said it's something silly you know that you caught yourself in a mirror but it's it's not I don't think it's ever silly and I'm sure you don't mean you know silly in the sense that you know it's, it's something stupid but I mean no, actually, cause it, I look at my, you look at yourself 20 times a day don't you you catch yourself in the mirror all the time but all of a sudden something just clicked something just happened and I was like oh my god <laughs> yeah and and that's what I was I was gonna say as well that it's 
sometimes I think we have a perception of ourselves, and and this unfortunately works both ways in in a lot of cases. But we have this perception of how we look, and then something changes, or or we see ourselves in a different light. And for a lot of people, it's we're very used to in this day and age taking selfies and photos of ourselves, mm-hmm. and we'll never publish a bad selfie of ourselves. Mm-hmm. All know our angles. Exactly. Go from go from above. Exactly that. And so I think when somebody often sees a photo of themselves that either somebody else has taken or it's not a flattering angle, mm-hmm. it can be quite shocking yeah. because all of a sudden there's that realisation and it can actually, you know, make you feel pretty rubbish about yourself. A hundred percent. Because as you said, you didn't want to walk back out through the other people thinking that they're going to look at you and think the same thing that you thought mm. of yourself in that moment, which... I can tell anyone who's listening wouldn't be the case. You know, mm. people probably, as, as as nasty as it sounds, wouldn't you know look twice no. because they wouldn't think about it. But for you and that self confidence you are, are losing in that moment, mm. it's it's a big deal. Mm. And and carrying that feeling around with you for longer than you should, it, it starts to impact your life in many other areas as well. I think. Yeah. So. You you were very proactive, you know. You, yeah. you found out about your session, you you, and you were there on Wednesday in your first session. And tell yep. me about that. How how did your very first Slimming World session go? It's so funny because obviously we talk about the nerves people go in, and they feel you know they sit outside. And I've heard people talking about they sit outside and they were terrified and all this sort of thing. And for me, I was just so desperate. I just burst through the doors like there was no. I didn't even think about it. I just walked in, walked straight up to the desk. Met my consultant, sat down, had the chat. There was another lady there. We've sat together and I just started talking to people. And it's only when I got out of there and I just felt so empowered, but I just didn't, I just felt like I was taking control. At that moment, I didn't care if anybody thought, you know, what's she doing here? Or, you know, she's not big enough to be here or whatever. Everybody there was all different sizes and everybody was so supportive, but I just didn't care. I just really just wanted to get in there and be like, right give me the plan. Let me get started. I need to start losing weight immediately. And that's kind of how I I deal with everything. I just kind of go in head first and and worry about the consequences later. But when I talked to my partner about it before I went, I was more nervous about telling him than I was about actually going. Because if I said it to him, I felt like I was admitting something or it would open the conversation up so when I said to him oh for the next you know every Wednesday or from Wednesday I'm going to be going out after work I said, oh where are you going and I was like oh um I'm uh, I'm, I'm joining a, a slimming group and he was like oh okay and he wasn't like why what are you doing that for did I say so immediately I was like okay and I said do you, do you think I, I need to lose a bit of weight and he was like well he said, if you're unhappy, he was very, very good about the whole thing. He said, but I can see you're not happy. He said, I, I can, he said, you know, I've been with you for a long time. We've been together 18 years. So he knows me, he's known me a long time. And he said, I can, I can see you're not happy. So when I got home from club that night and I came armed with my books and everything and all that stuff, he was like, right, tell me. So I told him what the plan was all about. And he was like, okay, um, let's start cooking. So he went out shopping that, that weekend and because he, he does um he does all the cooking in the house during the weekends and um he he has been amazing and he's lost a little bit as well and he feels amazing and it's just done both of us the power of good but the moment of walking in that door i just suddenly felt like i've got this we're going to do it that's great and and 
you do strike me as an assertive person just in the <laughs> conversations we've had and, and i say that i say that in a good way i i, I choose i choose my words carefully Kat. <laughs> but but definitely somebody who grabs the ball by the horns yeah um and, and that's that's a great personality trait to have and I, i'm sure it serves you very very well but I, I imagine for somebody who doesn't have that level of confidence to go in and say right okay give it to me i, yeah. I, I i'm gonna do this it can yeah. be a very nerve-wracking experience. And like you said, having yeah. listened to so many episodes, but it's a different story for other people. But something that, that I was sitting here smiling about when you, you said it was the fact that for you, it was more difficult telling your partner than yeah. perhaps going in that door. Yeah. And I was thinking as well, it's actually, because this is a reaction and, and it almost sounded like he wasn't too sure how to play it and exactly what to say. I think... He's a very smart man. <laughs> it, and this is my point, that it's actually quite difficult for the supporting partner or a friend yeah. or somebody anybody close to you to react in a way that is going to support you or not make you I mean like you said like if if he had have said oh you don't need to go perhaps he could have talked you out of it or exactly. saying nothing could make you wonder if perhaps he's thinking oh she definitely needs to go it's, mm -hmm. it's quite a tricky thing to do and, and it's something that has to be balanced well mm -hmm. and I, I think that above everything else though making sure that person feels supported in any way you can is the most yeah. important thing. Yeah. And it sounds as though you got that support from him. Yeah. Him and my mum. I see my mum every week and I go around to hers for dinner and immediately she was like, right, so what are we doing? How are we doing this? And what, what can you eat now? And she's quite old school. So I had to explain it to her in ways that she would kind of be on board with without thinking, Oh God, she's crash dieting or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but she was great. And we, and every week she would always be like, do you want a little glass of wine? I'd be like, no, it's fine. Okay, fine. And she'd never push me to do anything. She was always very, very good. Um, so I've had great support all through, which is brilliant. Cause I didn't, it didn't take me long to lose the weight. Once it started coming off, it came off pretty fast. Okay. Um, so in yeah. your case, it was quite easy. Yeah. I mean, the, the Slimming World plan, and obviously we won't go into it because everybody knows, but the Slimming World plan for me, once I, once my consultant sat down and explained it to me and I kind of started scanning everything in the shops with the app and everything, and I thought, okay, I, I can do this. And I, I didn't want to do a diet. I didn't want to lose weight really quickly and then have to rejig everything. I wanted a kind of education. I wanted to relearn how to do things properly because... Like I say, Stu cooks during the weekends and I cook for myself during the week. But because we're on two different work schedules, me cooking for myself during the week would be throwing a pasty in the oven, having some beans with it and thinking I've done really well because I've had no potatoes with it. Not realizing the pasty is full of fat and all this kind of stuff. And I needed to learn. And once I learned, I thought that Slimming World plan is something that I can do through life so now that I'm maintaining I've hit target I'm maintaining I'm finding it easy to kind of stick to the plan but just jig it when I need to you know go out for dinner or do something it's very friendly to use through life it's not just here's what you need to do to lose x amount of weight do it then you're on your own it's not like that at all which is what I needed I needed that re-education it's, it's such an important thing and, and creating something that's sustainable is so important yeah. without feeling like you're constantly on a diet or you're you're not able to i mean there's nothing to say that you can't have a pasty yeah every now and again if you fancy yeah. it but it's training yourself and i say training in the sense that you really have to relearn 
mm. your limits you know the, the how often you should eat certain things and by using any kind of weight loss plan that sets you up for a long-term approach mm. uh, i think is really you know an important thing and, and one question i wanted to ask because obviously you, you've lost the weight mm. and you reached a weight that you're happy with and you're maintaining now how does that maintenance compare to the actual weight loss itself it's harder <laughs> with with weight loss they say you you, you know not that you can't have this, you can't have that, because with Slimming World, you can have anything you want, but you have your sins, so you choose what you can and can't have. But when you're maintaining, they say you can have um, extra fiber every day, extra um, calcium every day. So on the plan, you're only allowed one piece of fiber a day and two bits of calcium. Um, but now I can have extra this, extra that. And, you know, I can go out for dinner, I can have whatever I want, but I have to. I plan better now. So, for example, if I knew I was going out for um, a, a meal out on Friday, all week I would stick to the Slimming World plan 100%. I would not go over sins. I wouldn't um, have my healthy extras, my extra extras. I would stick to plan. And if I went a little bit under my target or what have you, it would be fine because I know that that meal, I would make make it up again. So I kind of do that. I kind of plan a little bit and... That's only because that's how I deal with it in my head. And I'm still quite new to maintaining. But initially, when I first started maintaining, I was losing weight a lot more every week. And I changed my target for a second time because when you first walk in, they say, so what's your target? And I was like, ooh. So I just went to, I think it was 10 stone two because that was two stone. And then I, when I started to maintain, I kept losing I thought, no, I need to go to like 10 stone because with Slimming World, you're allowed three pound under or three pound over to be in your target range. And once I'd lost the weight, I realized I was happier, slightly less. And now because I'm the sort of person that I am, I don't want to go above 10 because it's like a new number. So <laughs> I try and stay at the lower end of the target. But that's just me. and I'm still learning. But initially, it's harder because you you are more restricted on the plan but when you're not restricted you don't want to fall back into old habits but hopefully by then you'll be so used to the plan and feel better for sticking to it you won't want to have all those naughty things because I don't anymore like I don't have cravings for things I used to crave before and I know there's certain foods that I can't have that would totally trigger me um, and it probably would just go out of control. So I just don't bother having them at all because I'd much rather be slimmer and happier and healthier than eating crisps and McDonald's. And, and I was going to ask you actually, like for you, what are some of those trigger foods that you've stopped oh, eating God. altogether? I'm curious. Crisps. Crisps. <laughs> skips, especially. Um, I, don't, I know you all, you've got listeners all over the world, but skips are like prawn cocktail flavored crisps that are really tangy and you just can't have a few like I would have a humongous bag of them and McDonald's for me I love junk food and it's terrible to admit but I do love it um so I would easily if I, I know if I had a Big Mac and chips that would be it for me um like smoking you know I know I couldn't have a cigarette again I don't want to smoke anymore but I knew if I did have one I'd be back on 20 a day and that's not great. I have that kind of personality mm. and I am all or nothing. I'll either want to lose two and a half stone and be, you know, as fit and healthy as possible, or I'll just binge and I just won't care. I'll be, there's no in between. So I, I've learned a lot about my personality and myself during this, like things that I used to do, silly things. Like I, when I went shopping, I'd buy a chocolate bar 
And when I threw the wrapper away, I would hide it in the bin. I mean, Stu wouldn't care. Like, what's he going to care for? But because I knew that I was slightly overweight, for me, I wasn't happy. I was hiding it from myself, but I knew I was doing it. But why would I do that? And it's all these crazy things that you have to admit to yourself and be like, man, I'm not as in control as I think I am, really. I had to be really honest with myself. And that's not easy to admit those things to yourself. Of course. And and you've just, the way you've explained that is beautiful because you're, you're absolutely right in the fact that you're, you hide things from other people, but really you're hiding something from yourself. Mm. That, that is, that is, you know, so true. Yeah. And depending on the type of personality you have, depending on the reasons why you struggle with your weight in the first place, I'm, I'm exactly the same as you in this aspect, Katha. I will, for, for me, it's, it's not even chocolate, it's things like Haribo. I, <laughs> but the problem is I will buy a bag without telling anybody Mm-hmm. I will keep that bag in my drawer somewhere where nobody else is going to see it. And when mm-hmm. I finish that, I just, I get rid of a bag mm-hmm. and don't tell anyone it even existed. Yeah. I've got, I found handbags when I was like going to work, I'd change over handbags. I'm a girl, I have loads of handbags. And I'd like go in the bag and find loads and loads of sweet wrappers close to save them and take them to work and put them in my, in my bin at work because in case, because Stu does the bins. My like, yeah. God, what an idiot. Like, he's not going to care. Why? He would never say to me, oh, we're eating chocolate without me. Like, what's he going to say? Nothing. I'm a grown woman. I'm 44 years old. <laughs> of course, if you want to eat no. some chocolate, you're going to eat some chocolate. And, yeah. and it's not really something that, I mean, it, and, and this, but this is exactly the same, I think, pattern that so many of us go through. Mm. And while we're hiding it from someone else, it, I just think it means we're not really ready to confront it right. at that moment. And when you do... It does slap you across the face. It is quite shocking and you'd really have to hold your mirror up to yourself. Not literally, but just be like, this is what you're doing. And it's self-destructive. It's just, it's it's not healthy. Um, and now that I've lost it and I am healthier and I'm fitter and I've always worked out, I've always had a gym membership ever since I started work. I've had a gym membership and I go. I go I've always been to the gym three times a week. I'm like, God. Why, why is nothing happening? And I read a meme or a, a quote on like Pinterest that said, you, you get fit in the gym, but you lose weight in the kitchen. And nothing is truer than that. It's incredible. The things that have changed in my body since I've lost weight and, and maintained and continue to lose weight, but still gone to the gym, the results that I've seen is insane. Of course. And and it's because, I mean, and this is coming from my experience over the last year. Sorry, I'm just going to stop a second because I need to cough. Mm. Just... I'm going to swig my tea. Okay, I'm back. I felt my voice going a bit. Um, <laughs> but the thing the thing with this was really curious, and, and I I live by this as well, but you, you can't out-train a poor diet. Mm-hmm. No matter how much you go to the gym, if you're not fueling your body correctly, there's just, you can only do so much. And and yeah. so you're, you're, you've said that since losing the weight, since changing the way that you eat, that mm. you're you're feeling better in the gym and and mm. i'm sure there's been a number of positive um impacts as well so why don't you tell us about some of those kath oh wow the positive impacts well the first thing obviously you just immediately start to feel better like a few weeks of doing the slimming world plan i would my usual routine i'd come home from work i'd throw something in the oven eat it watch some youtube feel really tired go to bed after about three or four weeks of doing Slimming World, I would come in, have my dinner. And it was summer. I started doing this. I signed up to Slimming World 
on uh, I think it was May the 11th and I hit target on the 31st of August so that's my sort of time frame so it's during the summer I came home I ate my dinner and I was watching YouTube and I was getting itchy and I was like what can I do so I started cleaning the bathroom I would never have done that before and I just had all this energy to like burn and um, once I started losing weight and I, I got to the point where I had to buy some new clothes, I didn't want to buy clothes just for the sake of it. So I went and bought some like cheap jeggings or something. And I, I came to work and all the girls were like, oh my God, you look amazing. What have you been doing? Tell us, tell us, tell us. And then the guys waited until like, almost like I'd hit target because when I had to, I had to buy a whole new wardrobe and the guys at work, they're so sweet. They're like, so love your new look like what, what's happening I was like you mean my weight loss they're like well yeah but I didn't want to say and I, I said oh no please and the amount of people that I see you know not frequently because of the way work, the working world is now and the compliments I never get sick of like you can always tell me I look skinny it's fantastic I don't care um but I just feel great like my but buying a whole new wardrobe I had Pinterest boards of things that I wanted to wear and when I was bigger I bought clothes and I think just to try and make myself feel better, but I was more about makeup and hair and nails. I was trying to deflect from my weight by having great makeup or great hair or whatever. And then once I started shopping, I had my Pinterest boards, like, I'm going to try that look. I'm going to see if I can find them trousers. And when you hit the weight or that you want to be, everything looks good. You put on everything and you're like, oh my God, I look fantastic and even going to the gym one of the trainers at the gym stopped me after I'd lost about a stone and a half and cut me and so I go to the gym early in the morning so he stopped me about uh, he stopped me in the morning he said I just want to say to you I have never seen dedication like it he said your journey he said what you have done in the last few months he goes you should be really really proud of yourself and I cried I was in the gym and I cried I was like oh thank you so much because you know you're doing it, and but every day, all, all you're worried about is the next weigh-in, the next weigh-in. How am I? How much am I going to lose? I was losing between one and a half to two and a half pounds a week consistently. I had one gain in my time, which was when I had an afternoon tea, and I beat myself up so badly about that. But I didn't stop, and I didn't stop until I got there. And yeah, it's nice when other people acknowledge it and people in fitness that can see you go in there in the morning. I leave my house at 20 to 6 in the morning. I'm in the gym by 10 to 6. I go to work after. Like, I, I don't muck around. And for somebody at the gym to see it and to actually stop you and say, oh, my God, well done. Like, those sorts of things you never get sick of. And even now, I'm so proud of myself. I look back and I post my before and afters on Instagram and stuff like that. and. I am really proud of what I've done. I haven't lost a ton of weight, but the difference is incredible. And and congratulations to you for it, Kath, because again, you you're absolutely right. The number doesn't it is almost irrelevant whether it's 1 stone, 10 stone. You know in yourself when you reach a moment you are happy with how you look or happier with how you look and you see it going in the right direction and everybody's body is so different you know some people tend to hang on to weight on their legs some people it's their upper body mm. and it's such an individual thing but if you're on the right path and you're losing weight and you see the difference and you're feeling good about yourself and the journey you're on mm. that is it that, that is yeah. the only thing you have to concern yourself with 100%. and 
if you get to that stage where you look at yourself and like you say, you have confidence to go out and buy anything and, and know that you're going to look good in it because you're going to mm. feel good. It, you just can't describe that. You can't buy that feeling. And no, I've tried. Yeah. And, and a lot of people <laughs> will doesn't do. work. <laughs> but I think the fact that, you know, you've done that. And I think in your case, especially because it is only a small amount of weight, the difference that it's had is amplified because mm-hmm. and, and, and let me explain what I mean because it, it might not make sense what I'm saying here but somebody who feels they have to lose 10 stone to get to their target mm. I can imagine for somebody who's lost 10 stone the difference in their appearance is going to be so vast that you could understand okay fair enough but for someone who's only wanting to lose one stone or two stone mm. you might think well that's that's not really going to make much difference but hearing you talk about it hearing your experience and your journey of how it has changed how you look at yourself and how you feel it can have such a profound effect yeah and I mean even losing the weight I look back at my target photos and now I'm slimmer than that and ironically my weight hasn't changed that's what I mean about going to the gym and being fit and healthy is that when I used to go to the gym when I was bigger it was all about cardio have to burn the cardio need to go on the crochet need to run need to cycle need to get that off but now, and I'm, like I said, I've, I'm 44 now and I went through, I'm going through menopause. I've gone through early menopause. So that was quite tricky as well because you can gain weight with that. And I, I did use that as an excuse for a while whilst I was shoving Wenzel's in my face, but it was not the menopause. It was Wenzel's and McDonald's, but it can have an effect as well. Maybe the menopause made me want to eat all that kind of food. I don't really know that much about that side of it, but I felt that when I when I hit target the weight was great and I was at that number I got that magical number but then when I went to the gym and I started doing cardio still for more for my fitness now as opposed to weight loss my friend said to me my friend's personal trainer and she said you need to start lifting weights you need to start pushing your body you need to look after it now you're going through menopause you need to look after your bones you need to strength train you need to do all this stuff so I was like okay so I started to do that And now that I can lift heavier weights, I can push myself further. I feel stronger. I look stronger, but I've shrunk. My body is even smaller. And my mum keeps saying to me, oh God, don't, don't lose too much more weight. I was like, my weight is still exactly the same. It's the fact that I've shrunk and I'm, I'm strong now. Like I've actually got muscles in my arms and I've got, I can see abs. Like I haven't got much. I'm not going to shout about, but like I'm 44 and my body looks better than it did when I was 22. Like it's crazy how it can have that positive effect and now I'm like I can see the strength in my body and I can lift heavier things and I can I can I go to the gym and I'm like right let's lift this heavy weight today and I get really excited at six in the morning at lifting stupidly heavy weights with all the big scary guys in the gym because I can do that now and I'm a little girl with you know my hair in a bun and like yes I can do that thing too and it feels awesome and I don't look like Arnold Schwarzenegger when I do it I still am slight and I'm my frame is smaller like for years I hated you know I'm gonna go there and talk about boobs but I hated having big boobs because I was heavier I'm curvy anyway my boobs would arrive in a room before I did and I was always like trying to hide them and be like worried and scared and I didn't like blokes looking at me I didn't like the attention they drew but now that everything's in proportion I feel so much more confident because everything's shrunk and everything's in proportion I just feel great and it's amazing hearing you so well I can I can hear it in your voice and and you're getting excited about telling you know the story about and and I that's what I love to hear so much Kath mm. and I, I think that 
the gym. I'm a big fan of the gym and it's only been in the last year that I've actually, this last year is the first time I've ever been able to maintain going to the gym for a whole year in my life. And I've tried many times. So I'm, (laughs) I was going to say, you you mentioned big, scary guys at six o'clock in the morning (laughs) who go to the gym. But honestly, I I think when big, scary guys see a a small girl like yourself lifting heavy weights like that, you're the scary one at that time (laughs) in the morning. Um, But, you know, it's, it's something that, people in the gym have an appreciation for that. And this is something else I, I've mentioned before, but I think it's so important to to do training as part of like a healthy lifestyle in general. It isn't just about mm. losing weight and, and then doing nothing with it. I think going to the gym is so important for our mental health, for mm. our physical health. And the more that you do it, the more you tend to enjoy it in most people's cases. And it yeah. is something that it can become addictive and it's a good addiction to have, you know, being healthy. There's absolutely mm. nothing wrong with that. So fair play and, and congratulations, really, because you, you sound, although, like you said, you, you just turned 44, you sound like you're living the life that you wanted to, but but didn't realise you could have when you were in yeah. your 20s. I am annoyed at myself for leaving it so long, but it happens when it happens, doesn't it? it you know, it's never a, never a wrong time to start, but I think that's why I wanted to come on, because I remember saying to you before, oh, you know, I'm not sure, but if there's anybody listening that, just has that little tiny bit extra and they think oh it's fine you know it it, you can it's easy to get rid of it like two stone I did it in a few months and I didn't really cut anything out I, I, I used my sins and I did all that stuff and I I still managed to lose every single week and it doesn't take long but when you get there you'll just be so happy that you're there and buying new clothes I mean you know that's one thing I would say to anybody starting, start saving some money as well when you start this journey because, yeah, you'll need to. <laughs> Brilliant. Absolutely. <laughs> That's some great advice as well, Kath. And I think that regardless of, of the amount that you feel like you have to lose, it doesn't take long after a couple of weeks of losing weight for you to start feeling better about yourself just because you're making mm-hmm. that effort. And whether you mm-hmm. have a long way to go or a fairly short distance, it's just that momentum that can build and yeah. you can amaze yourself with the things you can achieve with it. Yeah. I mean, for me, the Slimming World group as well. I mean, I still go to group every week and I love my group and I love going there to speak to the girls and boys that are still doing it. And, you know, they, they like to see me there and, and, and sort of, you know, follow me and Instagram and stuff. And we, we all cheer each other on and it just shows that, you know, you can do it. Like you say, it could be 10 stone, it could be two stone, whatever it is you will get there and it doesn't matter how long it takes as long as you're moving in the right direction every time you go to a club you're doing something positive you're you're keeping an eye on it you're doing something and that's the main thing and I, I do still love the image therapy I love sitting around talking about how people feel and how we feel and you know it's it it, it does it does make a difference and it does make you realize that it isn't just you because when you are in that place in that dark place before you start losing weight you do just feel like it is just you and then you go this this place and you realize that everybody's in the same boat it's similar to the gym everybody that goes to slimming world is trying to better themselves everyone's trying to get there to feel good and everybody deserves that you know everybody does why, why should we not you're absolutely right you're absolutely right. And Kev, it's been such a pleasure having you on the show. I, I'd like to ask you, you've mentioned Instagram and, and I follow you myself and, and love, you know, the things that you share. For anyone who would like to 
to come and find you on Instagram or even on YouTube because that's something we haven't talked about. But you also yeah. have a YouTube channel as well, don't you? Yeah, I started my YouTube channel during the pandemic properly. I've had a YouTube for years, but I started it during the pandemic to give me a hobby, to something to do, to learn how to edit. And I, during the pandemic, like a lot of people, I decided to grow out my grey hair. I'd been hiding behind colouring my hair for years and when the pandemic hit I was due to have my roots done and then it, it didn't and I, I thought I'm going to give it a go so I thought if I document it I'll stick to it so I started doing that then it's moved to like a beauty channel then it was now a weight loss channel but when I was doing Slimming World I, I was so desperate to get the weight off I'm so annoyed I didn't measure myself and do measurements and the loads of before photos in like bikinis and things. I'm really annoyed that I didn't because I was I was honestly a bit too embarrassed to to do that for myself. I just wanted to get the weight off, and I'm now desperately trying to clamber around for like before photos because I hate to have my photograph taken. But yeah, so I have a YouTube as well. But now I did document my weight loss and you know how that was going, and now I'm documenting my maintenance because. I still, I'm that crazy person that takes videos of all their meals, even when I'm out for dinner, I have no shame. I'm like, excuse me, I'm just going to video this, this meal. Um, and I, I talk about my, my weigh-ins and how I feel and things. And the feedback I've had has been amazing actually. And I do, I didn't realize how powerful it is just to be honest and just to talk about your feelings and how, you know, how you look or all that kind of stuff. And it's amazing how many people feel exactly the same way. It's comforting for me as well as for them as well. So yeah, I love it. It's so important. And it's something that, you know, and, and, and con- I say congratulations, but also well done for, for being courageous to put yourself out there because it is quite a, a daunting thing. And mm. especially when it's so public, you don't, for, for me, especially with this podcast, for example, I, I don't care if some random person on the other side of the world who's never heard of me spoken to me listens to an episode of the podcast but telling one of my closest friends was much harder and I think you you're more worried obviously about the people close to you how they'll perceive it and and reaction that you'll get from them than a, a complete stranger but like you said it helps so many people because it's relatable and we I think by opening up a little more we realize how many of us are on similar paths And everyone, like I said at the beginning, everyone has their own story. Everyone has their own experience and that's unique to them. But ultimately, we're not so different. We we go through the same struggles. And I think by talking about it, by opening up about it is really the quickest way to help solving it. Mm, Definitely. So what is your how do people find you? So I've got a few. So I've got um, my my YouTube is just if you just search for nail the day all one word um my i started my instagram as a nail blogger so that's for pence hence the name um on instagram i've got two my main page for everything is just nail the day on instagram so again just n-a-i-l the day all one word but i did set up a, a slimming world page on instagram because i think in case people got sick of looking at what i'm eating for dinner and me talking about my weight um, so I've set up another one, which is SW underscore Kath with a C. So C-A-T-H underscore nail the day. So you can find me there. And I don't, I, I try to post as much as humanly possible, but I'm one of these people that I do a meal plan every week. And for lunches at work, I might just have the same thing every day for a week and I change it up. So I don't do every day, but I do my little videos of me going to the gym at half past five in the morning feeling very sorry for myself when it's minus seven now 
I, I remember <laughs> when we had the live workshop leading up to Christmas and I was just about to mention uh, that, but I remember we, we closed the call and you said, yep, I'll be getting up at stupid o'clock to go for a run. And you sent me a photo yeah. and it was horrendous outside. And awful. the thing is though, how do you feel after you've done it? Once it's done by oh, seven o'clock in the morning? Yeah. I mean, my gym, I'm very lucky. My gym is literally at the end of my road. So I have that. It's just there. It's just there. I mean, like I wake up at half past five. I'm in the gym by quarter to six, five to seven. I'm done. I'm in the shower. I'm ready for work by eight. I'm good to go. Thank you so much for joining me today and Thanks being our latest me. weight loss warrior. It's a real pleasure to have you as part of the tribe. So Yay. <laughs> take care of yourself. And you. And keep in touch and maybe have you back on the show in the near future. Definitely. Thank you so much, Carl. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye bye. I'd also like to say a big thank you to you, our listeners. I appreciate you joining us at the Weight Loss Warrior podcast and would love that you become part of our tribe. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast to never miss a new Weight Loss Warrior tell their story. We share brand new episodes every single Monday and Thursday and hope that you join us next time. You can also find us on Instagram where we share great tips and advice on how you can lose weight in a safe and sustainable way. Simply search for Weight Loss Warrior Podcast and follow us today. Remember, be kind to yourself and keep looking forward. You can achieve your goals.